and welcome back to Hooligan's Pitch, without Premier League. Woo! <laughs> For the first time the, ever. We're in the postseason now, this is going to get, it's just wild. Uh, I don't know whether or not pure. to be bored or just see what happens. It's pure vibes, we just ride the wave now. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say Chad, you know, Premier League, I was going this way, and then mm. we're feeling a little blue today. <laughs> So we're going this way. However, uh, th- there's water inside of this, so I'm going to chug it really fast and then pour mm. my delicious Low Water Bridge IPA. Oh, uh, interesting. By uh, uh, Piney River, not to get confused with Pliny. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's what I'm having today. How about yourself? Okay. Um, well, I was just telling you before we started recording that I went wine tasting a little bit today. This is not from where we tasted. This is just a Franzia oh. box wine. So feeling it. Level has come down, but might as well stick with the wine today. So nice little, I think it's like a, I don't know, <laughs> red blend or is it, something. Is it bubbling? Is it sparkly? No, 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 it's not sparkling, but it's like a pinky color. So I don't know. It's some sweet wine thing i don't know well hey wine <laughs> it's, it's is wine though. so cheers to that mm-hmm. let me pound this really quick stay hydrated that's it and let's talk some footy all right yeah we last left off when i guess last sunday last monday around then mm-hmm. and we had the the manchester derby coming up um did you watch it uh, I got to watch the first half, yeah. Okay, great, because I watched the back half. Um, <laughs> all the action was in the first half, maybe first, sure, yep. really the first couple uh. minutes. Um, <laughs> and let's just start with what the hell was Man United doing when, uh. what, the fifth touch of the game, and then all of a sudden there's a goal. Like, I, I, I want to give like De Gea benefit of the doubt for this goal, because, you know, it is immediate. You're probably not expecting anyone to really take a shot from there so quickly. <laughs> but at the same time, it is a final. you got to be up, ready to go. You don't know what's going to happen. It's not a good good look to, to start the match, you know, a couple minutes in and you're already down. I mean, it was it was pretty funny. When I, went, when I woke up and saw the squirrel, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, already? And then, Damn. you know, Man, Man City kind of cruised. Seemed like that game, mm-hmm. but and it, it seemed like Man United was playing at like their best they possibly could, and Man City was like playing like average, and they still couldn't even get up to their level. Um, yeah, so that's a bit concerning. Just going into next year for Man United, I don't know about other teams, but definitely for Man United. Uh, my favorite part was going back and watching some of the Man United fans who do like live in-game reactions and they have their streams mm. up. There's some good ones out there, Chad, but they're like, this is our day. We got it. And then you see the 15 seconds. They're like, oh, come on. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I saw some comments saying it looked like City, um, you know, wasn't playing that well. And I just think they were in cruise control. Like they kind of knew they were never worried. They had it. If they really needed to turn it on, they could have. Um, I mean, Holland wasn't overly involved, but he was still causing such an issue for those defenders that he was, you know, taking so much focus onto him. And you know, Gundogan got free two times. Ridiculous. And, you know, it almost had the Hattie. I think 
I think it was called offsides or something. He was very but, offside. He was. Yeah. But at the same time, he was kind of un, unmarked too. And like he was kind of yeah. floating and it was just so easy for him to put it back. Um, yeah. yeah. It was just, it was not a good display from United. Um, it felt like the United we've mostly seen all season, like except for that brief period where Rashford was carrying the team. Like, yep. This is kind of how they had been playing. They, they won their games this way, which fair enough. It worked, but certainly not enough to, uh, take down city in a final. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grealish for me is the one who kind of surprised me on how confident he's playing on the ball. You know, I kind of yeah. like forgot about him in the last year and, and just cause they're the depth there was so wild and now he's playing virtually every game and, and starting and playing almost the distance, but he's been really, really good, um, mm-hmm. for them, uh, just bringing the ball in the box and like causing problems, causing, you know, quick little flick offs and his dribbling yeah. is just spectacular. Um, so yeah, city city is still a worry for me. Um, mm-hmm. but with that game that marked the official end of our pool, um, Official, yes. officially done, which is fantastic. Ryan Richardson coming to win, coming away with the win. Uh, you know, we brought in all these new people and they straight up kicked our ass. <laughs> they took over. Jeez. <laughs> Cam messaged me when I tagged everyone in the Instagram post. He goes, Oh man, we got, we got to do better next year. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I thought we, I thought we were doing just fine. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> so, so yeah, next year should be maybe get a couple more people in here, make it a little more interesting, change up a couple mm-hmm. rules. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we can make it pretty pretty good and competitive again. It, it just makes you wonder if Holland didn't do what he did and he was just normal. Uh, how yeah, how, you know how close the standings would have been. Uh, but now, I, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, you know, he, he we've talked about it before, but he just like broke the fantasy <laughs> league because broke it. He, if you didn't have him which I didn't that first half, like (laughs) there was just no chance of catching up because he gave such a big lead from, from the get go of the season. Like there's no period of him, like, you know, warming up to premier league or, or figuring out how to play with city. (laughs) It's like straight away. We're like, all right, doing Hatties every week. It's fine. (laughs) We all went, what the hell is this? So, but, so, but props to waffle and Sammy for not having Holland. For the first, you know, half True, of the season, yeah. so they definitely made some strides up to the top. Uh, my team started sucking at the worst time possible. Um, <laughs> questionable moves here and there, but yeah, yeah, that was that was rough. You know, I I, I look back if I would have just kept solid, and I probably would have kept third. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I was kind of looking at mine too. Like started with solid, I probably should have kept him, but Liverpool was just on such a. a a tame like nothing run where like they weren't really scoring they weren't getting too much from the games you know whether it's dribbles or or anything and then they finally figured it out started to turn it on but it's too late for me <laughs> yeah i made a mistake i should have known they were going to pick it why didn't i believe chad why didn't i believe what's wrong with me i mean this from the the season's past to this season that's a a big change in in how liverpool was playing so I get it, but <laughs> well, then let's <laughs> you know let's time. let's segue to their new signing, a possible uh, midfielder who comes in and could possibly be taken. Possibly, I think people will look at him as a as an option since so many picked him for Brighton. Um, mm-hmm. Alexis McAllister, 
uh, our Argentinian Irishman coming in strong. I'm pumped. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I think he's a good pickup. I mean, we've talked all season about how Liverpool's midfield is old and slow and, and they need some help. And, um, you know, he's certainly a, a good first piece to fixing that. Absolutely. That midfield. And no one, and like Man United, like Man United didn't get him. And we did. And I'm just like, that is, I feel like that doesn't, that hasn't happened to us in so long where we haven't gotten a player where we really wanted. And, um, you know, we pay the price tag. But apparently it keeps getting lower and lower, and no one officially knows what it is yet. So I'm really curious how low we're actually getting. The memes that are coming out for that are, are quite funny, too. But that's exciting. So looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been great for Brighton. You know, key part of the World Cup win. Mm. Um, you know, it's a good player in there. And what, he's 24, 24. And he played three yeah. positions. And Yeah. And he hasn't, so, like, missed a game from injury yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool will have him for a while, you know, get to maybe not build around him, but at least be able to incorporate him in the in the build. And I think that's a, a good start to your your summer transfers for oh. sure. <laughs> so has Arsenal done anything yet? Um, nothing yet. Still a lot of talk of Declan Rice being the, the main Rice, target. Right. Um, from what I've seen, it, it looks promising that it'll happen, but... You never know. I, I saw that Byron was floating around trying to entice him, um, which is a worry. But I don't know if he's looking to leave England or, or what. But um, he's that's the main one I've, I've seen thrown around. Um, Caicedo's name is still in there, but it mm. seems like Rice is the priority. Um, Gundogan is, is a name that's been out there since he's he's on a free now. Um, but I don't know. I, I think he. I think City offered him an extension, and I think Barcelona. I think um, Oof. <laughs> offered him a contract too. So you know, he's he's going to have offers. Um, just come down to if he wants to like reconnect with Arteta or roll with City again, or you know, if Messi ends up back at Barcelona, maybe just go play with Messi for a year or two. Uh. You know? <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been quiet, but it looks like things are slowly happening in the background, at least. So it shouldn't be this, you know, wait until the end of the window to get things done. I think they're going to try and make their moves pretty quickly. Okay. Is there anyone else that's leaving um, that we should know um, about? Nothing, like, official. I mean, Shock is the only official one. Right. Um, Tierney's expected to leave um, just because... Arteta doesn't really play with like a left back that way. Um, I think um, well, Balogun is on loan or was on loan, but sounds like he wants to leave, um, which is probably going to happen. Okay, because um, they just signed Eddie and Ketia to a new contract like a year ago or something, so. I think they'll probably stick with him and just get whatever money they can for Balogun. Hmm. Um, but beyond that, like nothing for sure of anyone else leaving. Um, I mean, there's talk of like Reese Nelson just because. I mean, he's playing behind Bukayo Saka, so he's not getting, <laughs> he's right. not starting over him. So, um, you know, if he wants more minutes, then he's probably gonna have to leave. But um, 
Yeah, no, I don't think it'll be like a big turnover summer. I think it's just going to try to find those like key mi missing pieces to either uh, like deepen the the bench strength or um, you know slot in, in in that first team and try and make that push again for for title challenge at least. Now I I did see a rumor for Saliba from PSG. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any? notes on that is it is it serious do you think he would do it i think i mean he's still so young um i think because this year went so well for him he will sign a new contract um but i think he's also using that this year went so well for him and once he was out of the team arsenal fell apart a little bit so it's um he kind of has that in his his negotiation. I'm right. like, I was this key player, you know. Uh, I'll sign your contract, but he's probably looking for quite a good uh, pay increase there. Um, I think Arsenal will probably try and do it. Like, I don't know that you just take one good season from this kid and then try and ship him out, yep. um, especially because he's just worked so well with with Gabriel on the back and. Um, I don't know. I, I could see him going to a PSG or like a Madrid, but I'm hoping sign another contract here, get a few more years out of him, and then he'll make the jump to, to you know, your top-tier mega teams. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good trajectory, and it's not uncommon for players to do it that way either, considering his age. But, I mean, he's 21, 22. Uh, yeah. He could have a very bright and long career at Arsenal if uh, if he just replicates, you know, yeah, exactly and what I, he did I, last season. I mean, he, the PSG is is more like, you know, it, a French-born player. Like, yeah. PSG's this huge name. I get it's a poll, but, like, you know, Messi's leaving, Verratti's leaving. It's just kind of been in turbulence for the past however many years. Like, I don't know that you want to necessarily go into that right now. Like you maybe want to let it kind of stabilize out and right. see how things shake out over there. But I don't know if they throw a lot of money at you, maybe you just take it. <laughs> well, segue Kareem Benzema is leaving Real Madrid for most likely a lot of money. Um, he saw that Ronaldo money. He said, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here, here's my like thought process behind the Saudi league. Um, is it becoming like the new MLS? Kind of like at least um, taking that like retiree league, but like taking the stars and, and doing it. We're like MLS was like, it's like, you got your, like, yeah, like you had your, your moments where, you know, you had your, your Stevie G go over there, Chicharito, your boys Lawton was over there for a little bit. Um, what Schweinsteiger was in there. Like they had some decent names. Rooney, Shakiri. I mean, come on. Oh gosh. <laughs> so I, I think that the MLS is kind of getting away from that, just because I think the teams realize like throwing all this money into one player isn't really a wise tactic for the most part, mm. unless it is like a Messi or Ronaldo who can carry you a Marketing, little bit, right? Yeah. So, uh, so do you think that's better but, for MLS? Do you, like, I, I personally, I oh, do. Yeah. I, I think it's way better. You know, we don't seem as, uh, as of a joke to the rest of the world. I think right now, and I yeah. think the Saudi league is 
just kind of moving in that way because of the heaps of money they're throwing at players. Now, Benzema could still play with Real Madrid and hang. Um, mm. You know, maybe Ronaldo could probably hang in another league too. I mean, he did score, you know, a handful of goals his first season back with Man United. Um, yeah. But it's definitely a retirement. Like, those guys are going to sail into the sunset over there, and we'll never probably yeah. see them in a top-five league again, unlike Zlatan, who went to MLS and, you know, came back to Syria on, still was scoring goals. But that's that's we'll never see anything like that, I think, ever again. I think... No, I, I think, yeah, the trajectory is, like, play whatever leagues you're going to play in for your career. And as you come to those, like, twilight years of your career... If you got the offer from from Saudi, it's it's probably a good chunk of change. Right. You take it. You know, you're not going to get anything close to that with any other contract anywhere else. Um, so, uh, you know, you do a year, two, maybe three there, bring in the big bucks, and then if you want to do like a final year in in your home country or or yeah, whatever league, then you can probably still do that. And you just, I mean, they are they already make so much money, but. Nice to have a little bit more padding at the end of your career when you're like kind mm-hmm. of entering this uncertainty of of where money is coming in from now. <laughs> so okay, now I got one more little like tidbit on this is we we saw this from another country, China, where they throw heaps of money at players who were kind of maybe not near retirement, but you know around there. And then the the China league just died out. Like, do you know anyone, any player in your mind that's playing in China right now? Uh, I think Iniesta still plays. He's in Japan. <laughs> He's in Japan. Oh, he's in Japan. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, he plays uh, with Kobe. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but China, we saw Eto go there. We saw Holt go there. Like Oscar, there yeah. were a couple of familiar players that went there, never that's to right, be seen yeah. again. But yeah, that they're like done. No one goes to China anymore. And I'm wondering if the same thing will kind of happen with Saudi Arabia. I think probably like like it's a it's a fad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's just so much money in those, <laughs> in that in that region, right? Like, so much oil money and just like money they just throw around. Like, look at you know Dubai and all the things they build up in Dubai just to make it, it looks extravagant because they can make it look that way, right? So, this one might sustain a little bit longer just because there's always going to be that shiny new toy that they can bring in. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be come down to like if players are just want to keep playing for the past their last few years, or if they see the dollar signs and just like you know that that's a a good severance package there to <laughs> to take right at the end of your career. The, the contract that's rumored to Benzema is two years, hundred million. I mean, you'd be stupid to pass that up, right? Like, yeah. easy 100 mil for two years, like... <laughs> of, like, maybe 40% of what you saw last year? Yeah, you know? It's, so, I get it, but it would be nice to... Uh, I don't know, after those two years, maybe go finish out in France or something for Benzema, or... or you know, not not a big team necessarily, but you know, just yeah. So you can end in front of the crowd that like really loves you and and knows you, and you know, not that the Saudi fans wouldn't do the same for him, but you know, it's not your your home country. You don't have that connection through the national team and right. everything that he's done. So. Right. Yeah, I don't, it's a strange one. 
I mean, now that they got two, I'm like, who's going to be the third one to go over there? I don't think um, Busquets has gone over there, right? Because I know he's retiring with Barcelona, but I don't. I didn't hear anything about his Saudi um, arrival, and I I feel like he's not the player who would kind of do that. He's not flashy. Like he's. I feel yeah. like they're going to go after all the goal scorers. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear where he was going or if he's going anywhere. Or just is done, but. Um, I mean, yeah, they're certainly trying to get Messi out there still, which I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think if the Barcelona door is open, Messi takes it and will end his career there, which seems most fitting. But right again, if, if, if Benzema's getting a hundred mil for two years, Messi's for sure getting closer to that Ronaldo number of like 300 mil. So (laughs) I can't imagine. Yeah. It'll be something ridiculous um well we got oh uh let's talk europa final um did you watch it uh <laughs> i didn't really watch most of it but i watched i think the most important part which was the extra time oh yeah <laughs> and the penalties <laughs> I, I mean the game itself it was awesome a, it just became a mess towards oh. the end there honestly but <laughs> i don't it, it's it's so crazy how I don't know. We watch the Premier League and like we see something get out of hand, and we're like, "Oh no!" And then we see a game like that, and you're just like, "What in the hell? Like, how are they not controlling this?" And then, you know, Mourinho. I just wish there was a camera on him the entire game. Oh, that's almost yeah, more entertaining sure. than just watching the game itself. At one point, <laughs> he was in the other coach's box, like talking to his players, and I just the, the, the other coach is like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, I mean, Mourinho's always got the antics, especially in a final. You know, it's as much as he wants his players to do well, I think he he likes to take some of that pressure off of the team and, like, do a little bit of something crazy on the sidelines to kind of get the focus over there. Yeah. um, He's a genius. He's good at it. <laughs> like no one else could get away with that. Like, I feel like oh, it's it's just Mourinho. But it's like no, he had a he had to earn that, and then like just keep <laughs> doing it and make you think it was normal. Um, yeah, I was talking to uh, our old soccer coach at the college, and you know he was bring, he, he, we were talking coaches and stuff, and he brought up Mourinho's a long time ago, and he was like, I'd do something similar where if I'm on a yellow because I've been yelling at the ref, I'll tell I'll like bend down and tie my shoe and tell my tell my assistant to like go yell at them so I could like distract one of their players and like have something else happen where I can yell at someone else and the head ref doesn't see it. So he's like, we're simultaneously yelling, but he's getting the attention of the head ref, and like Mourinho does the same. He like tells his other coach to go yell at that guy so he can go yell at that guy and not get noticed. It's so wild the whole game. He was just running around. Um, and then the first goal that was scored by Dybala, I don't know if you saw Mourinho's reaction, but he was just like, calm down, calm down, like, and just went and sat down. And, like, deep down, I know he's, like, freaking out. He wanted to run that the whole length of the pitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, like, from the moment that I came in, it was already at the point where it just, like, crazy tackles people going down hurt you know just no real flow to the game um so it was a little bit like frustrating of a watch in that sense that you know it wasn't going to be this big grandstands ending but i mean it's it's sevilla with the europa league like voodoo that they got and the unmovable force that is a Mourinho team like <laughs> Mourinho's <laughs> first loss a messy. first loss in the in a european final 
Uh, and Dang. Sevilla going seven for seven in Europa finals. So, <laughs> and Chad, they had a, they did not have a good season in La Liga. Uh, and now they're in Champions League. And they'll probably be in Europa next year. Yeah. It it doesn't make any sense. Like, they just just got it. Europa is, like, designed for Sevilla, and they... They 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 do it. I don't know. They they put it all in there and get it, the win. It's not even the same players. It's not even the same coaches. <laughs> it's it's just like they, they've built it in themselves. It's like if we're in Europa, we have to win it. Like we're yeah. we're expected, no matter where we are, <laughs> dead last in our league. We're expected to win it, and um, they they, they find a way. It's quite impressive at this rate. Yeah. You just go in knowing like they could fucking win this thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, Mourinho subbed out all his normal penalty takers for whatever reason. Um, I guess to really park the bus, but that in turn led him to only having his defenders shoot the the PKs, which is a really weird tactic. Which I don't know if he meant to do that or or just kind of like stumbled upon that towards the end. Is like, uh oh, I think it was uh, more of that. <laughs> So, you know, uh, it it almost worked. Like they there were definitely some good penalties that that they took, but uh just can't beat that the Sevilla voodoo like that. It's just not going to work. I mean, his players were kind of dying near the end. So it made me think oh, yeah. if you know, maybe Sevilla was a little bit more uh fit for this rather than Roma. I mean, Roma was a lot bigger. Um mm-hmm kind of all over the place. They were just bigger than Sevilla, but Sevilla just got super scrappy. I mean, elbows are being yeah. thrown. They probably should have got a red card. Um, maybe two, if we're being honest. Uh, but, I don't know. It was Sevilla's night. I kind of I kind of had a feeling. Roma's yeah. never, you know, done anything too spectacular. Um, but still, impressed to see them there. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, Italians right now in the finals. We have... Uh, West Ham and uh, Fiorentina? Uh, Florentina, yeah, I believe it's Florentina. Okay, I think that's on yeah, so, Thursday. I mean, so yeah, Italian teams in all the European finals, which is which wild. is, I mean, yeah, a, a great advertisement for for Syria and uh, I mean, I guess even for for uh, La Liga, you know, their overall record in European finals is what well, was like. 17 out of 19 past European finals a Spanish team has won that they're in like I mean you know Premier League sits up here is like wants to be the best and say they're the best but then come Europe it's seems to be every other league is (laughs) doing better I don't maybe this year was kind of a anomaly because the you know Chelsea didn't play that Great in Champions League mm. because they had a terrible season and, and Liverpool yeah. kind of same boat too. But in past years, I mean, we've had Chelsea as a winner, Liverpool as a winner. I guess that's kind of it. We did have an all English final. I, I think England's yeah. been okay. I mean, when's the last time Bayern has been in the final despite winning? I guess a couple of years ago they played PSG and they won eleven in a row. Um, yeah. I mean Barcelona. When's the last time they were in it? It's been a while. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I can't even tell you. Um, I mean, yeah, Madrid's definitely been the uh, you know the Spanish team in Europe, other than Sevilla. But 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, great to see three Italian teams there. Just I like to to mix it up more than you know having an all English final or, yeah. or even yeah. an all Spanish final and stuff like. I like to see that that competition between teams that don't normally play each other. <laughs> For sure. So so let's jump to Inter and City. What do you think this does for Inter if they win? Who? Um, I mean, like I I don't keep up too much with Syria, but I think right now there's there is kind of this big um, a kind of vacancy of like top teams in Serie A, right? Because Juventus yep. is kind of, you know, going through the weird legal battle and, and getting docs points and, and um, you know, hasn't really played all that well uh, over the past couple of years. Milan has, has looked, you know, decent over the past years, Inter as well. But I mean, now Napoli, you know, just won the the title this year, and you know, I think what the the points gap between them and second was like twelve points or something like 16. that. Like, oh yeah. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think it's kind of in this, I guess, cool spot to watch from a fan point of view, where like you are now kind of fighting to be the big team in in Serie A. It's not like Juventus has that locked down anymore. There's right. this kind of opening and uh you know if, if inter wins or at least puts in a, a good performance i think that makes them a pretty enticing option for for players um you know they they had a decent uh syria season um i mean champions league finals you know win or lose is nothing to scoff at and i don't know i'd, I'd like to see them win but uh it's a big hill to climb <laughs> um they had 12 losses this season. They went 23-3-12. So 12 losses and only three draws is kind of strange to they be kinda, in the top three spot. They, yeah, they, they almost had like the Newcastle issue where it's like... Kind of, yeah. They like... Where Newcastle was like win or draw. <laughs> Inter was just like win or lose. There's no yeah. drawing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily we won a lot of games to keep ourselves mm -hmm. up there. You know, it's interesting to look at the whole match history and there's like not a whole lot of colors and chunks like we'd win a lot we'd lose one win a lot lose <laughs> a couple here and like so it was an interesting balance I, I think i think we're gonna sell maybe a little too much this off season if if we win it if we win champions league um you know with the change of ownership kind of like not a big direction we just got a a sponsor on our kits for not having one after the last year um I think the squad is in a good spot to where if people want to buy these players for such high prices. The Martinez, the Barellas, um, Onana uh, as their keeper, who's who's played really, really great this past season despite some mm -hmm. of his, his off-field issues. Um, I think if they win, people are going to come running for those players. If they mm -hmm. lose, uh, I think they'll run it back maybe one more time. Um I don't know if they'll sell off everyone because they just didn't reach that peak that they think they could have gotten and with the Champions League qualification. I don't see why they couldn't do it again. Yeah. Uh, but this is... this is Pressure's all on City right now. Enter, oh, enter, yeah. No pressure on them if they lose this because it's like, okay. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, City, you got not only the, the you know, treble 
winner's pressure, but also like everyone knows this is the trophy that Pep and City have wanted all along. Like throw the Premier League trophies to the side. This is the one they they've had their eyes on. So I I don't know. It could be one of those where they play just a little bit off because of the pressure. Like this is a new pressure for them. Yeah, you know it's. <laughs> You you have some experience in there, but at the same time, you know, you have Holland who is young and might want to try and take on a lot of of the uh responsibility to like get City this win, which the he's perfectly capable of doing it and could very well, you know run run through Inter, but um it could also swing the other way of just like he tries too hard and is missing the easy shots or is just like you know, doesn't make the correct run or doesn't have that link up with Kevin De Bruyne that he normally has. So, I don't know. I mean, Pep will for sure have them dialed in as much as he can. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're if Inter can can uh, kind of poke at their back line, they they sometimes make some weird challenges. You've you've seen Ederson come out and and make some weird, crazy karate kick moves like. Inter could kind of sneak in there. I think I'm I'm hopeful because I would love to see City lose. But <laughs> Chad, here's here's my thought process here. It's going through City's lineup mm-hmm. and great players all around. Yeah, but on the biggest of stages, what have they truly done? On the bit when the spotlight is the brightest. Now the spotlight is mm-hmm. it hovers over the Premier League for a very uh-huh. long season. But in those one game where you need to do something, who on that team has really stood out? And I, I'm sorry, I don't know if anyone has. I really don't. And like, um, I, I could flip that onto Inter, um, you know, and maybe Inter doesn't have as many of those players, but they've had players like Brozovic being a, in, in a, a World Cup final. They've had Martinez score a PK in the World Cup final. Like they have yeah. some of those players who have been when when the pressure is so freaking hard and on you, kind of step up to the occasion and make something happen. Um, That's a good point. I mean, I mean, yeah, like not to keep picking on Holland, but. And I know, you know, him playing for Norway versus him playing for City is, is different. But, like, him and Odegaard couldn't get Norway into the World Cup. And, and like, I get that's two out of 11 players, but, like, that's two very good players where it should just be give Odegaard the ball, he gives it to Holland, <laughs> we score, you know? <laughs> so, and you make a good point. Like, De Bruyne, especially coming off of this World Cup, you know that him and Belgium as a whole didn't really do anything. Um, you know Ederson kind of cruised with Brazil for the for the most part, and then when it got down to it, couldn't really uh, make the big saves he needed to. I'm gonna step in right. That dude has cruised his whole career. <laughs> so overrated. I will <laughs> die on that hill. But continue. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think of any like standout um, performance, you know, outside of Premier League from from players there. Like, you know, you, you don't really see Bernardo Silva too much in the Portugal team, um, or if he is, you don't hear too much of him. Um, you know, Grealish has certainly looked better in the City squad, uh, but you know, in England was still kind of that. 
not invisible, but not super threatening. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's... It's interesting. Guess, it's it, who, who do you trust on that team in a big game? It's got to be Gunnigan. If I'm Pep, it's got to be I him. I think so, yeah. Especially the way he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to rely on him a little bit. Because, um, I mean, even backline. I mean, yeah, you got, you know, John Stones has been playing well in his new kind of like hybrid midfield role. Um Ruben Diaz, you know, okay, Portugal, but like they haven't done too much. Um, I don't know. That that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, there's not too many players on Inter either. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just having one or two makes a big difference. And and we're forgetting that City does not have a Croatian player. You need a Croatian yes. to win Champions League. So yes, um, might as well just hand into the trophy now. <laughs> That's the that's the craziest stat that I've seen, and there's rumors that City are trying to get Mateo Kovacic to fix that mm-hmm. Croatian player problem. So I'm hoping the signing isn't official until after Ooh, the Champions League final, because say true. they sign him tomorrow, just because he's not in the squad doesn't mean he's not a player for Man City. So keep that in the back of your head. Hopefully it happens afterwards. But then next year, I think City might be the favorites because they got him. And I, maybe not a joke, but also I'll, that team will be damn scary with him too passing the ball. Um, yeah. Like just a filthy midfield, but that's what they get when they have all that money. Yeah. I mean, I think either way it goes, it should be a pretty competitive game. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Inter will just fall apart. I think they'll be up for it, certainly, and and probably feel that that less pressure compared to City. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit more relaxed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if this City team can't do it, like, <laughs> will it ever happen? I don't know. That that too. If City lose, if City lose this game, which is arguably a, I don't know, a much easier opponent from when they played. Uh, Oh, God, who they play in the final two years ago? I'm, I'm totally blanking. Um, help me, Chad. Help me. Oh, uh, two years ago? Was it Bayern? Um, maybe? Oh, I man. <laughs> I forget now. When were they last in it? Was it last year? No, last year was Liverpool. It was no. 2021. Champions League. I'm pretty sure it was 2020. But I thought it was PSG and Bayern. Oh, it was it was it was Chelsea and City. <laughs> was it really? Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Mm. I remember I was driving when that game was happening. Oh, I think I was driving. Yeah. Um. So, not too surprising that that they lost that game. I, I don't know. I could just see a replica happen happening, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, What's it going to take if, you know, having Kevin De Bruyne still performing really well in the season, Holland being Holland, you know, Gundogan is, is coming into this late season run of form. Like, you know, City didn't lose the last, what, like 15 games of the mm-hmm. season. Like, 
this team should get over that Champions League hurdle, but I don't know. So it's that one and done that might be the scary thing for them. <laughs> Pep is obviously not going to get fired, but if he loses yeah. this, do you think in the back of his head he's like, I, I can't do it with I can't do it with these cats? And he goes to coach Barcelona one last time to get Messi. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, if they lose, I could see him not wanting to do like a full rebuild, but like clearing house a little bit. Like, mm. um, you know, Holland's obviously going to be there, so you're kind of building around him. Um, but I mean, yeah, like. You, you you can't get too much better of a squad, really. Like, unless you're pulling Saudi money now to you know <laughs> drag people in. But um, I don't know. I, I I think he probably has a good think on the squad, and if if these players are are good enough to to be there, you know, it's again they're 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 winning the leagues, FA Cup. They're ex- easily team. But that's not the trophy they want. Right. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you got to bring in like a, just bring in more more of that like true experience of like you know either World Cup quarter semifinal final stage kind of players right. or you know people that have been in the Champions League finals before. Um, just try and get some of that maybe more leadership in in those big games, right? I don't know. Well, it's just it's a way different strategy. You have to have it. That's why Madrid is so good at winning Champions League all the time because their their mindset to do it. You know, a simple group stage to to two game series. There's a strategy behind it on on when you go hard, when you try to score. You know, when you let the let off the the gas and and do things a little bit more creatively rather than your league play where you're just kind of you know every week you're prepping for the next team instead of like actually thinking when do we want to score in this two game series do we yeah. want to score a lot in the first game or we want to score a lot in the second game do we want to defend heavy then or then like there's so much more to it and i love it i love the strategy of that that part of it um but city just doesn't have that <laughs> they don't they always they, they they fumble at the last second and i i don't know man i got a it, little bubbly in my tummy i mean yeah it, it it's it, you know it's not a pep issue he's he's been there with barcelona been there with bayern like they get over the line fine it but the city team when it's come up to these high pressure situations that you know you could you could say this season in the league they are kind of there because they're they're playing catch-up but yeah you have you know a whole season to get there so it's like there's pressure to perform and and get the points but like you have time whereas this it's you know 90 minutes maybe 120 minutes to get it done and if you're not firing on all cylinders and which they haven't been in these situations like i don't know i don't know it'll be a fun watch for sure (laughs) here's my thought process behind that obviously this is city's biggest you know thing on their back and it'll always be on them until they win it you know, Madrid never had, never feels that pressure just because they're there all the time. To them, it's just another game. Uh, Liverpool against Tottenham, no problem in the Champions League final. Yeah. But what's their crutch? 
Real Madrid, so we see a completely different squad out of them because they're nervous. It's a nervous energy. There's pressure to beat them because um, they haven't before, you know, tw- yeah. twice before. And, and then the Champions League trophy will always loom over City until they win. Oh, yeah. And I think they just don't have that mental toughness to get past it. I think Inter, I really, Chad, I freaking want to believe so hard that Inter can get it done. <laughs> Just because they you think cruise, this is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be Lukaku's like final send off in his inter career, just <laughs> kick in the the winning goal, and then he has to go back to Chelsea. <laughs> inter, okay, he's all like, I forgot the first time Chelsea sold him to Inter, and we sold him back for like five times what they sold yeah. to us, and we can't do that again because he's on loan. But if he wasn't on loan, it would probably happen again. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think he matches up pretty well. I think that team just matches up well. I think we're tough. I think we're. I think we. Uh, I think Inter's super, super tough, and I think yeah. City. I don't know, man. They've never played anyone who will put an elbow in you and, and play like the Italian way in a long time. It's true. Yeah, as physical as some of the Premier League games can get, it's not. Not so like, um, not dirty, but you know, it's gritty. Yeah, like like it, it, you got to get down and in, in, in the mud a little bit sometimes. And I don't know if the the city guys can do it so much <laughs> or want to. <laughs> they, I think the best way to say it is city players rarely look dirty. Like true, their their yeah. kits are clean pressed even after the game. And <laughs> that might be a bit of an exaggeration, but that's, I don't know. That's, that's well, kind of, yeah, but... that's, that's how I feel sometimes. Cause it looks like they barely had to work. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait. Two o'clock my time. Yeah. Noon your time. I think that, I think it's at noon, noon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any big plans for it? Watch party sort of deal. Uh, yeah. We're going to go to our, our local little ITAP. It's kind of like the, yeah. the grad of Columbia. Ooh, um, okay. We've okay. made our little home there. So, uh, cool nice. little, cool little pub, and um, I wish I could bring my mug. <laughs> maybe the mail would be like, "It's okay, you can have it." Maybe I'll yeah, just bring time. it. I'll just wear my kit. Like, what are they gonna do? Say, "Oh, you yeah. can't have that." <laughs> maybe, but maybe, but you know, worth a shot. You know? Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> I'll put water in it. <laughs> All right, yeah. and then uh, our website is updated to Women's World Cup rosters should be out soon-ish. Um, starts July. The right? July twentieth is the official start July 20th. date. Okay, yeah. Yep. So, so it should be coming up soon. Yeah, yeah I hope so. And then June fifteenth is the release of next year's Premier League schedule. Um, mm. So that'll be kind of fun to get that and kind of circle out which games are going to be uh, fun to look at, fun to watch, and and maybe go. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh no! Maybe go. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, you got anything else? I I think I covered everything um, I want to talk about. I mean, I was just gonna ask you these Harry Kane questions, like oh Harry Kane. Uh, you know, Man use I don't know if they've officially put in any bid, but they're definitely looking at him now with Benzema leaving. Mm. It's a big gap at Madrid. Mm. I know we've kind of already talked about what Tottenham should probably do here. Um. So, <laughs> do you think, like, I think it was, I want to say it was Mod, yeah, 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 it was Modric, I think, um, 
I think Chelsea put in an offer for Modric like when he was leaving Tottenham all those years ago. Tottenham's a no deal because, you know, you're a rival. Sold him to Madrid for less than Chelsea offered. Stupid. I, to me, like, especially where this Tottenham team is at now, you probably just take as much money as you can get, whether that's at United or Madrid. Okay, if they're being realistic, they're not winning the title. Yeah. One that's... with City in this, like, form. And that's yeah. just City. We'll just, just take City, for yeah. example. Oh, sure, yeah. But yeah. they will not be on the same level as Liverpool after their McAllister signing. Arsenal showing where they're at. Who cares if you sell them to a rival? Because you're not going to be competing. You're, no, you're not. You're not no. in that spot. Take the hundred mil or whatever they're offering, because those numbers will be there. If they sell them to Madrid for a, 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 a stupidly low amount, oh my god, I'd be so frustrated. I'm frustrated as a non-Tottenham fan. I can't even imagine <laughs> yeah. how they feel. I mean, I think from what I think I remember his price being quoted at like. They're, they want like 150 oh. for for man from Man U, so let's say 150 is the price for Man U, and let's say Madrid just comes in at like 100. So like you're leaving 50 mil on the table just because you don't want him to go to a rival, which again, yeah, like is is a rival in the top four race, but like you're kind of entering this rebuild period anyway. You may have a year or two where you're, you know, you're you're not in the top four this year um you know like it's from the 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 sporting side i get like you don't want to see this club legend go to a rival you don't want to play against him you know twice a year at least in the league but i think from like the the business side of it you take all the money you you got to invest smartly still but at least you have the money to play with now instead of trying to scrounge around and you know sell off small bits and pieces here and there but i don't know <laughs> it, i i got two two splits of my brain going right now one is a liverpool fan saying i hope they sell him to madrid i don't well, like yeah, yeah. he's a quality player don't want him in the league i don't want to have to sure. go against him and then the the realistic head saying they'd be so stupid to not sell him for that amount 150 million can buy you a whole yeah. ask, ask Forrest, even though Forrest didn't, you know, do anything crazy. Um, they spent what a little over, maybe a little under two hundred, somewhere around there, and they yeah. essentially got a whole new squad of twenty or so players. Well, they don't need twenty or so players; they need no. four, five, six, somewhere up in there. But you know, quality four, five, six, mm-hmm. and one hundred fifty million can get you that. Yeah, and, and I mean, especially like regardless of their their past performances and stuff you're still you know a, a notable team in premier league you're in london where like it's a nice place for people to live these these people that got the money you know live in london it it you know it, you're able to offer decent wages too so it's like 150 million could go pretty far if you if you spend it wisely and i think well, they would definitely try to. I don't know if they they will, um, but I don't know. I, and there's the third thing of them just hanging on to Kane for his final year, hoping that he can get them back in the Champions League. Just so what he'll leave on a free, and then I get the Champions League money is is significant, but is it worth losing Kane for free now? Right, like. Because you still got to do the rebuild either way. 
And that's not, still, even a guarantee need... of, it's not even a guarantee of Champions League. No, I mean, he scored 30 goals this season, and, oh. and look what happened. They didn't make it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I, that, I'm really interested to see how this pans out. Um, I don't know. Like, I think Kane, I don't think he'll want to stay, regardless of what manager they bring in and what he's told and, and you know, any other assurances they want to give him. I think this last contract that he signed was like his last, like, all right, let's, you know, show I'm committed, show I'm, I'm here for pretty much my whole career. Like, you know, you, you had good bones in the squad at that point and it just didn't pan out. And that's okay. That, that happens, right? Like sometimes things just don't work out and you move on and, he goes to United, it's not to say he'll win a, a trophy or anything, but you know, he's he's in the Premier League still. He's on a team that should perform better than Tottenham will. If you go to Madrid, you do have a chance at a trophy, multiple Couple. trophies, I guess. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what he decides, but I, I just, I, I don't, as much as I like, <laughs> the Arsenal fan in me wants to see them just keep Kane and just like he leaves and that that's it and it just kind of fizzles out <laughs> but like the neutral side of me is like yeah like What's sell it get the money let's go yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think's best for him um i think you probably want to stay in england right like you're very well settled here you have a family um i don't think trophies are of the utmost importance to him because then i think he would have left quite a while ago um, there's like the uh, the scoring record or whatever that's like the target that people think he's going for, which is fine. Like to be in the record books, like you're gonna be there for a long time. Um, but I think at some point you would want a better chance at, at winning a trophy. Um, I think he would probably prefer Madrid. He probably should have moved a few years ago to city but that ship has sailed <laughs> but uh i don't know i i don't think he'll fight to stay at tottenham um but i don't know if he'll fight to leave either so i think anyone above the age of 30 who's playing for tottenham is probably looking at alternative routes you finished yeah. eighth yeah you, you, you know europe you're still a really good player. Most of the over 30. Yeah. Um, you know, Mora's gone. Son is still there. Kane is still there. Um, Hoisberg is, is 28, but he's in his, essentially his prime. And like, mm-hmm. you know, teams would pay very good money for him. Um, yeah. And then you got young guys too. It's like Pedro Pero came in there to hopefully play champions league. And you know, he had a great second half of the season. Yeah. And now yeah, he's he, like, he wait, he's like, why did I come to this squad? Maybe he's not saying those words, but it kind of seems like it. Um, so I don't know. But I just can't wait for next season already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think once uh, you know, once Champions League final happens, I think we'll start to see a lot more articles and little tidbits come out of like who's going where and 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 what the teams are going to kind of shape up to look like for the next season. I mean, it's it was 74 days away at the end of the season, so now what? It's 
60. <laughs> it's not. Like I mean, less than two months. <laughs> less than two months. Yeah, so. I, I love the quick turnaround, though. It always oh, keeps yeah. it interesting and, and hopefully lots of news. Um, Chad, I'm good. Are you good? Yeah. I mean, we vibed out for what, like an hour? An hour, yeah. About <laughs> we somehow did that. So <laughs> It happens. It, it weirdly happens. Um, yeah. Okay, I just want to end on this quote um, mm. from our boy Big Z. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, one of the last words he said is uh, retirement commencement after the uh, after the AC Milan game. I don't know if you saw any quotes that came out, but this is personal favorite. We'll end on this. Uh, I quote, keep booing. This is the biggest moment in your year seeing me. And with that, <laughs> with that, the hooligans are out. Peace. <laughs>